This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology show. Your host, Meryl Vandermerva, loves using technology to streamline her life and to make lessons more engaging. She is a graduated homeschool mom and teaches homeschoolers at her local co-op classes and online at fundafundaacademy.com. Whether you are tech-challenged or someone who loves technology, this show is for you. And here's your host, Meryl Vandermerva. Hello and welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology podcast. I'm your host Meryl Vandermerva and this week we're on episode 11 and we're going to be looking at how to introduce your kids to programming. Now just a reminder that we do take show notes for you so you just need to go to homeschoolingwithtechnology.com and look for episode 11 to get links to everything that we will mention in this podcast. I also want to tell you to listen to the end whether or not your kids already know how to program because I will be telling you about a competition they can take part in this December. So before we start looking at how to introduce your kids to programming, I want to make sure that you realize that it is important that you do introduce your kids to programming. So why is this necessary? Well, there are two main reasons that I'm going to give you today, though I could give you many more, I guess. The first one is simply that more and more jobs in the future are going to uh, have programming as part of that job. It may not be that that is the main part of the job, but it is going to be part of it. Uh, Right now, my oldest daughter, who is a PhD student studying media and communications, she has been using coding to extract data from a database so that she can do the research she needs. So even though you would not think that somebody um, in media and communications would need to know how to code, she has been very glad that I taught her to code when she was in elementary school. Coding jobs pay more. Um, The statistics I'm going to be giving you now are from Burning Glass Technologies, and their uh, research shows that for career track jobs, the um, jobs requiring coding skills will pay $22,000 per year more than jobs that don't. Secondly, coding skills provide a way to get higher income jobs, Half of the jobs in the top income quartile, those are people who earn more than 57000 per year, are in jobs that commonly require coding skills. And the last reason related to the job market is that coding jobs are growing faster than other jobs in the job market. In fact, pro- programming jobs are growing 50% faster than the market overall. So there's the first reason. The second reason is simply all the different things that learning to code, learning to program, learning about computer science will teach your child. They will learn logic, problem solving, learn how to think, and it will stimulate their creativity. Now these are things that are good for any child to know, not just those who are going to go and become programmers in time. And in the show notes, I'm going to link you to an excellent uh, um, TED talk by Ali Partovi, where he goes into many of these reasons why you should be thinking and making sure that your child knows how to code. He does it all in a far more eloquent way than what I do. Um, Many countries have realized that you really need to start introducing coding at a young age. And so now you find in countries like um, the ones that I know about are Estonia, China, Japan, England, Canada, Sweden, France, all are introducing programming into the schools um, to children as young as kindergarten and first grade. 
it's slowly uh, becoming um, more prominent here in America, but we are still very far behind many other countries. And then in the homeschool world, I find that we're even further behind because many parents just really don't know where to start. And I hope I can help you here. I think at this point, you should be taking away from what I've said, the fact that your child really does need to code, learn to code. And secondly, that it is a good idea to start them young. They need to just do this at the same time as they're learning math and English, because it's going to be just as important as those two things. You should start to introduce it. The younger, the better. And do it with them. Now, I know many of you are probably uh, feeling very scared when I mention that and think, well, I'm too old. I can't learn. Of course you can. Uh, thinking that you can't is just something in your mind. Do it alongside with them. Yes, maybe they'll be a little faster than you, but I, it'll be a bonding experience. It'll be fun. Let them see you be challenged along with them and that you try hard and show them how to persevere when challenges do come up. Let coding be fun and add it into your homeschool week. Try and do this as a regular thing. So now for how to actually do it. I am doing this podcast this week, this particular topic, because this week is the hour of code. Now, Ali Partovi, who's the one in the YouTube video I'll be linking to, he and his twin brother, Hardy, started six years ago something called the hour of code. Well, this is the sixth year, so five years ago, I guess. And their idea was to try to get as many people around the world to stop and spend one hour coding so that people who've perhaps never coded before, and that might be many of you listening right now, can get some idea of what coding really is, because I'm sure that it probably is quite different to what you're thinking. So they have a website, hourofcode.com, which I would love you to all go to. And even if it's after this week, you can still go to it. It will still be there. But if you can do it this week with thousands and thousands of people around the world, it makes it even more fun you'll be able to look for an activity that will fit the age range of your own children. And you can do it alongside them. You can pick not just by grade. And obviously, if you have more than one child, you can pick different things for different children so that it'd be appropriate for them. So you can pick grade level. You can also pick by what device. There are coding exercises um, for iPads, iPhones, Android phones, laptops, uh, etc. You can just go and pick which one and then you can go and pick an activity. There is a fun one right on the uh, front page that's a dance one that I think many of your kids would enjoy where you learn to code it and then you can actually you can actually do it. Once the children have finished one hour, many of these have extension um, activities or they can go and try and find another one. And there are there is just a lot of free resources on the Hour of Code website. Some of their resources are even unplugged ones. And this is something I'm going to suggest as a second way that you can start to learn to code even after this week. Coding is essentially just a, uh, a set of instructions that you give to the computer. But you can do this as a, as, as a fun thing without going near the computer. In fact, a recipe is an algorithm. A recipe is a set of instructions. And you can start to explain to your children that this is just as they are doing one thing after the other, that's what you tell a computer. And of course, sometimes when you're programming, you tell a computer to repeat something more than once. Even as in a, a recipe, you might say, add a, you know, one tablespoon of, um, tablespoon of butter, 
mix it in, then add another tablespoon of butter, mix it in, add another tablespoon until you have mixed 10 tablespoons, something like that. And that would be simply um, an example of a program. You could blindfold uh, one of your children and make a, uh, a kind of a maze, uh, an obstacle course, and you could get another child to actually tell them where to go. And that would be another way of playing at programming. Um, I will give you a link also to a lot of unplugged games, or offline games that you can play without having a computer that is on code.org, which is also started by Hardy and Ale Partovi. It's, it's their main website. And I'll also be linking to um, another coding activity, which actually gets you to uh, do a, a, a fine dance one, which is very similar to one of the Ahar of Code exercises. And this is by a fellow homeschool blogger. And she has it on the Teachers Pay Teachers website. And I think this would be a fun thing for you to buy and to play with your children. Other ways you can practice programming are buying board games. Think Fun has a number of games that are specifically aimed at teaching coding. There is Robot Turtles for younger children and then Codemaster and Robot Repair for older ones. These could make fun Christmas gifts. Yet another way to learn to code is to do it through robotics. Wonder Workshop has Dash and Dot, which are um, robots that younger children can learn to program. And then, of course, for older children, the best known one would be Lego Mindstorms. Um, and Lego, you can buy the whole kit. Both my boys um, did that and learned to code. Well, they learned to code the robots. They learned to code in other ways too. But the Lego Mindstorms is also what is used by First Lego League. And you can look and see if perhaps there are, um, there are Lego League teams in, in your area. I know that in my area, there are a number of different ones. And if there isn't, you could start one for yourselves. The noise in the background, by the way, is my cat, if you can hear it. I'm not sure how bad he's going to come through, but I have a cat who is chasing something all around the floor. So, and if I take it away, I'm not sure I'll even be able to. So sorry about the noise. Anyway, back to first Lego League. Um, this is a great way of learning to code because they do use coding to program the robot. I actually started a team in the inner city and I never even learned how to program um, in the language that, that um, the, the Lego Mindstorms robots were. I left it up to the children themselves to figure it out. Although I know how to code, I didn't really have any need to learn it and I knew it would be better if they knew I didn't know because it would force them to actually learn. And they did and they learned how to do it and it was a fantastic experience and I ran that team for three years. So don't think because you don't know how to program um, Lego Mindstorms that you can't start a team. I did, you can too. The next way uh, that you can do some programming is our fun app games. Um, three that I can mention here are Daisy the Dinosaur, which is free, Codable, which is free, and Lightbot, which is $2.99. All of these, you have to tell, um, the, you know, you sort of, in the app, you have to sort of say what to do next, and, and if you get your directions correct, then it works, and otherwise it doesn't. So they're fun things to take um, on the go and to program. When your kids are actually wanting to start programming for real, Scratch Junior, which is on the iPad, and Scratch, um, which is online, are both a fantastic language to start with because it is just drag and drop. Drag and drop languages, which um, many of the ones that you'll see in the Hour of Code are like that, basically have blocks and you grab a block and you stick it together with other blocks, kind of like a jigsaw puzzle almost. 
And the children would have to remember how to write the exact words down. But you just put your blocks together and hit run and see what happens. And if it doesn't work, you move your blocks around and you try again and think about what you've done. So it really reduces the barrier to entry for programming by using these. And Scratch Junior can be used by children who can't even read yet. So that is a way your children will probably be able to teach themselves. But now to end up with, I just want to mention our sponsor, Funder Funder Academy, because they do have classes. One of them is even free. They have um, an intro to game programming. There's both a free version, which is the light version, and there's a paid version. The light version has uh, fewer um, options and fewer things to do than the paid one. And there's also nobody to help you. So if you think your children might get stuck and need help, just go for the paid version of that. And this is not just learning just how to do the programming, but the intro to game programming also has aspects of uh, how to actually set, uh, how to actually plan a good game, how to create the graphics, and then it goes into the coding as well. Um, Funder Funder Academy also has classes in Scratch, which I was talking about, and then Python, which is a real coding language, which you do have to type each uh, word correctly, each of the commands correctly, and you do have to, you don't have any drag and drop, but it is one that is used, really used out there, and it's one that they could actually use in a job. Um, those both come in five-week classes and also in full semester ones. So those can be used to get credit if they're in high school or they can just be done just to learn how to code. Um, and we've done it. So there's so many different options. You can do it in the summer. So those of you who are listening who maybe aren't even homeschooling and think my child does not have time to add this, you can take these classes over the summer too. But most of all, right now, Funder Funder Academy has a competition. And to code an interactive Christmas scene using Scratch. And it doesn't matter if your child has never coded before, because when you enroll them in the competition, they will also get some instruction so that they can get going. So if you go across to um, our show notes, we will have a link or just go to Funder Funder Academy and look under contests and you will find the information. It will cost $5, but there will be prizes and there will be some instruction too. So you'll get quite a lot for your money. I really hope that as you've listened to this episode, you have not felt overwhelmed, but rather have felt I can do this. There are so many different ways to just get going and to get started. And once you do get started, then you can you will find ways to move forward and you're welcome at any time to contact me um, on the show notes page. You'll find all the different ways that you can contact me um, or you can just email Meryl at mediaangels.com and I will also help you to find what would be appropriate and what would be the next step for your child. But go ahead, code with them, have fun and you can find all this information at homeschoolingwithtechnology.com. If you find this episode useful, please, please spend a minute and go and uh, rate and review it and share this with your friends. Thanks for tuning in to Homeschooling with Technology with Meryl Vandermerva. Visit her at fundafundaacademy.com and homeschoolingwithtechnology.com. Homeschooling with Technology is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.